22 minutes after 6 o'clock right here on The Weekend View. It's great to be with you this morning. On to the story now. A councillor from the Northern Alliance Party, Gary Fanikirk, has been elected as the new executive mayor of the Nelson Mandela Bay Municipality. Fanikirk replaces the DA's Ratif Udendal, who was removed yesterday through a motion of no confidence. He becomes the third mayor of the Eastern Cape Metro since the 2021 local government elections. The Speaker, Deputy Mayor and Chief of Positions were also replaced by ANC councillors. The new mayor has put good governance at the centre of his administration. Our intention is to come up with a unified strategy that will be implemented throughout my tenure as the executive mayor. This will include beefing up safety and security under the leadership of a strong MMC who will not blame the lack of leadership of his department, but instead take on take responsibility for the successes and the challenges of that critical department. It is our duty to ensure that the single mother from Helenvale and Motherwell, as well as Kwanabusle and Rosedale, areas, the last two mentioned areas, are often forgotten by us in this metro, can switch on a stove after a hardy day of work to prepare a warm meal for her children that all those in need can rely on us to provide them with the services they pay for. It is our duty to ensure that justice is served for those murdered victims mowed down during acts of senseless violence in the northern areas. That was the newly elected Nelson Mandela Bay Metro Mayor Gary Fanikirk. For his reaction to yesterday's vote, we are joined on the line by Andrew Whitfield, who is DA leader in the Eastern Cape. Andrew, a very good morning to you. I imagine it's not an entirely good morning. What went wrong in council yesterday, in your view? Good morning, and thank you very much for having me. Well, you know, it's not what went wrong in one council meeting. I mean, obviously, we expected the motion of no confidence, and we did everything we could to convince our coalition partners who jumped the fence to jump back over to our side. But at the end of the day, people go where they believe power is. And when people are obsessed with power alone and not serving the people of the city, we see an outcome that we saw yesterday, which is when the ANC, which has lost confidence, in itself, puts together a coalition with a political party which only, with only 5,000 votes becomes the mayor of a city with an 18 billion rand budget. And so we believe it's a bit of a perversion of the democratic outcomes of the elections in 2021, where a party with 5,000 votes can lead a, a city with an 18 billion rand budget. And we feel terribly sorry for the residents of Nelson Mandela Bay because uh, Ratif Woodendahl had done some extraordinary work in a very complex 10-party coalition over the Mm. last eight months. Talking about that 10-party coalition, why was it challenging to keep it together? Earlier on this month, um, uh, Retief Wollendahl was quite confident, in fact, when the the initial talks about the motion of uh, no confidence, in fact, began and, of course, finalised yesterday. But I was quite confident that uh, the coalition would not fall apart. We now know that that is entirely the case. What went wrong in in terms of ensuring that that, uh, you're aligned with your partners and, of course, to ensure that he remains in, in the seat of mayor? Well, it all hinges on the Northern Alliance, which is Gary Fanikirk's party, which itself is in turmoil, and they were in court yesterday against each other, and they'll be back in court, I believe, in weeks to come. Uh, the organization is divided, and Gary Fanikirk uh, knew that he needed to become the mayor in order to avoid being ousted by his own party. But really what it came down to 
was a demand from Gary van Niekerk that the DA must pay for his legal bills. He has got legal bills, uh, and I don't know what the total sum is, um, but it is well well over 100,000 rand and more that he owes to attorneys in the city uh, for, I believe, personal and professional litigation. So he's got costs awarded against him. Uh, and the DA was simply not prepared to be extorted. We don't engage in that kind of gangster politics. We, will, we, we refuse to be bribed and extorted. We held the line. We maintained our principles. And these are the consequences. And as Mayor Ritif Woodendahl or former Mayor Ritif Woodendahl said, you know, we're not going to govern at all costs. We're not prepared to compromise our values and our principles, nor are we prepared to compromise the values and principles of the more than 140,000 people in Nelson Mandela Bay who did vote for us and gave us the most votes in the city. So the DA remains the biggest party in Nelson Mandela Bay, albeit with the same number of seats as the ANC. But we also remain the, the only political party that has been in coalitions and actually made tangible service delivery improvements during our tenure in office. And the remarkable improvements that have happened over the last eight months are born out in the testing of residents who took to the streets in poor black communities and ANC wards, coming out to defend a DA mayor and, and demanding that the ANC withdraw their motion of no confidence. Something big is happening in Nelson Mandela Bay in the run-up to 2024 and 2026, and we are confident that Ratif will be back that this will not last, and that the, uh, the, 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 uh, the Northern Alliance, the PA, the EFF, and the ANC will inevitably start fighting over that 18 billion rand budget, and that's where it will fall apart. For, for residents, and I suppose in other major metros as well, such as Johannesburg, that are currently under um, the leadership of uh, a very, very small minority, of, you know, a party with, uh, with you know, a small number of votes. It's what we're seeing here as well. However, though, um, ANC councillors would also feel that they have solid, solid control currently, given that uh, the Speaker, Deputy Mayor positions, Chief Whip positions um, as well, and, and their dominance on that front. Uh, how how do you just going forward as you say you 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 don't expect that this would last uh, what are your plans then going forward but I suppose more more importantly as well how do you reassure residents as well that they remain the priority that they need service delivery remains the priority for everybody in council really there who who should be there of course are representing residents of Nelson Mandela Bay absolutely well you know we've got forty eight councillors we've got um you know, half the wards in Nelson Mandela Bay, almost, are almost half the wards in Nelson Mandela Bay are, are DA wards. We are delivering services every single day, working with municipal officials. But I think the most important thing that we need to do in council is to represent the, the residents of Nelson Mandela Bay by holding this new government accountable. Uh, one thing we've realized, when the DA is in government, there's very little uh, coherent opposition because they simply don't know how to operate within the council rules. Uh, we are very good at that, and we will hold them accountable, uh, and we're going to give them a run for their money in the interests of the residents, because at the end of the day, what the residents want is they want their, their leaders not to steal the money. They want the right people appointed into the positions to do the job properly within the municipal administration, and they want basic services. This is not complicated. But in our experience, having worked with the PA, having having been in council with these councillors from the EFF and the ANC, we know that they are not up to the job. The, the, the Speaker of Council is the former mayor, Eugene Johnson. Mm. 
who, who broke onto the scene in the most incoherent fashion without any plan for the city. The ANC has no plan. The foundation of any coalition government must be a coalition agreement which is agreed to beforehand and which is published for the public to see as a, as a commitment to accountability. We've not seen a plan. There is no plan. And I'm afraid when you don't have a plan in place, <laughs> that just simply points to the self-serving tendencies mm. that we've seen in the past. And I think the residents of Nelson Mandela Bay deserve to see what this coalition's plan is, uh, and we will certainly hold them accountable to that. Andrew Whitfield, DA leader in the Eastern Cape, thank you very much uh, for your time with us this morning. Remember our talking point this morning, we're asking what your reaction is to the election of the third Nelson Mandela municipality mayor in just two years. Gary Faneekirk of the Northern Alliance, of course, was elected yesterday as the new mayor of Nelson Mandela Bay. Let's now speak to Lindo Gushem, who is research and advocacy analyst at the Public Service Accountability Monitor. Lindo Gushem, thank you very much for your time with us this morning. Um, Nelson Mandela Bay, uh, the, the, I suppose the, the latest metro, if you will, where we are seeing a particular trend in, in how coalitions are working. Here you have a very um, a party with very small representation now leading leading that particular matter. What do you make of the outcome? Are you at all surprised? It's been, a, it's been several weeks coming, of course. Now we're at the point where Ratif Udendal is out. Gary Fanikirk is in. What does this mean for Nelson Mandela Bay? Um, thank you, Sabenzile, and good morning to you and your listeners. I think for me, for Nelson Mandela Bay, this is not a reflection of the, uh, pe- the people. Um, I think, um, as the previous speaker mentioned, this is just a, a political game. And for me, I think it's high time that people took it unto themselves to monitor um, the de- delivery of services. Mm-hmm. Right now, what's currently happening is that um, officials who are employed and not political delegates are doing the work and nobody is monitoring the delivery. So it's it's time that people actually skilled themselves to a level where now the oversight the oversight function that council is meant to be playing they take it unto themselves and we start seeing then now power really going back to the people because at this point this um, musical chairs um, it's not working for communities because at the end of the day we want quality services not just a delivery and a, and a, and a certificate of completion um, to be submitted but we want results on the ground Will this yield the results that, we, that people need? I, I don't know. Um, but services are being delivered because the budget is out, mm. but we need monitoring. And they are ceasing to do their one function. Practically, um, um, Lindo, what does that actually look like? Because people are supposed to the extent at which um, poor service delivery af- affects them. They, they're not really, I think, as, 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 as bothered or paying close attention. So if you have an issue um, at, at the municipal offices, maybe when you're paying your rates, once you've done that, you forget about it. If you have issues about uh, potholes not being filled, once that's done, you then forget about other broader issues. And I suppose that, is, is, you know, you, you vote for these councils 
councillors because you want them to be the ones who are representing you and are dealing with these issues so that you are not burdened with thinking about it every day all the time. If they're not doing it seemingly in, ver- in, you know, in various municipalities across the country, how do residents actually go about making sure that uh, they stay on top of what is actually happening there, whereas many people feel quite powerless, actually? It's high time we got bothered. Um, we have right many, many acts within government, uh, within South Africa. They give us the power the power to participate in these spaces and understanding that a municipality is not a municipality without the community. By just putting council and administrators there, it's just an institution and now with no oversight clearly. So the the communities need to stand up. Uh, We are working on a a project uh, here in Magana and in the city of Joburg um, that is uh, action for accountability, where we are Um, upskilling communities to know their right, Mm. first of all, and how then to enter the system, how to request for information from council, um, from the municipality, from the the authorities that be in the space, so that they can partake, how to then attend um, oversight committees that need to sit and be minuted. Um, it's high time that we do become bothered and not just to um, abdicate all power to, to, to political parties. Because at this state, it is not serving us. At the end of the day, the, 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 pure, the, the clear mandate of local municipalities is to deliver services to the people. Now they're not even thinking about all the other issues that we are dealing with. They are focusing on this power that they want over this 18 billion rand um, budget. And who's going to pass it if they are in squabbles? Because if it is not passed by uh, when the financial year begins, then services will not be delivered. It will be uh, it will be uh, um, against the law to to work on a budget that has not been passed by council. Is it going to be stable enough so that they are able to pass the budget? Um, and 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 it's not up to one person to deliver the services. Mm. It is all of them sitting in council, hearing from the administrators that this is the plan, them all listening to the plan, and them all voting, saying that this is how we are going to spend the money of, of Nelson Mandela Bay. But if they are busy with all of this, they aren't even able to... to, to um, clearly uh, visualize what the the IDP says, what the plan is, what the budget towards the IDP is saying. Um, They can't comprehend what is in those documents because all they are busy with is the money. It's going to be a, a very long, a long road uh, uh, to one the, the next LGEs. Obviously, that's really where um, for for residents who feel that uh, perhaps they should have voted differently in 2021, they still have a couple a couple of years really to have to deal with this. And of course, we expect that perhaps there may be a few more mayors um, in in Nelson Mandela Bay and of course other major metros. But also, the all important road to to 2024 um, is you know a, a critical critical general election that everybody is, is looking to as well. Um, just as a parting shot, Linda Gautler, how how do you think, and again, as residents become a lot more clued up, a lot more hands-on, as you say, we should be bothered about what is happening in council, how might that, in fact, shape things up for, for how the vote uh, goes in the Eastern Cape or what voters then demand from these political parties for that um, all-important general election? 
I think for the, I mean, I, I was uh, in a conversation with a, a, a colleague. Um, I'm scared for the coalitions of national. It's, this is what we are seeing at a local level. How much more where policies need to be passed? Sure. Um, we have people that are in, in, indigent. There are policies that need to be uh, um, revised. And if this is going to be at a national stage, what are we going to expect from the policies that then need to be implemented at the local level? So in, in, in short, I mean, people need to get out and go vote, but be conscious of the vote that you make. Are you able right now, currently, to hold that particular party accountable? Because there's nothing more that, um, um, than, than holding them accountable for the vote. Um, are they experiencing it now? And if they aren't, what then needs to change? How are they listening to the manifestos of the different parties and what they say they're going to bring South Africans? Is it... Is it, is it um, is it informed by our needs on the ground or is it by something else and, and other um, aspirations by political parties? Mm. So we need to be really conscious when we go out next year um, and what, what we do with our vote and, 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 and looking at the vote as a hiring and firing tool. I think we yeah. are just missing that as, as, as South Africans, that with this one vote, yes, you need to follow it with, with holding these elected representatives accountable, but this one vote is a hiring yeah. and firing. Linda Gosher-Vellum, thank you very much for your time with us this morning, research and advocacy analyst at the Public Service Accountability Monitor.